Two times, people. Let's get into it. Better Human Podcast, a show to help you become better, think better, live better, build a better world so that the world is better for you having been here. So it's better for my sons, your sons and daughters, my future daughters. I want some daughters. But like, look at what's going on with this consolidated, centralized want to control everything for the good of the environment, depopulation agenda, great reset, complete and utter bullshit. Now, if you understand history, if you read books like The Fourth Turning, The Individual Sovereign, if you just use your own common sense that I know you have, you start asking questions. You have to. You have no other choice in the matter. It doesn't mean you have to go full-blown conspiracy theory, though a lot of things actually are, because all conspiring means is to plan and do something, plan execute. Every single day of my life, I'm conspiring to have a better life and make more money and make an impact. You're conspiring to do the things you want to do. People with billions of dollars conspiring to do things they want to do. And when you have that kind of money, you get this kind of savior God complex where you feel like it's your duty to save the lowly citizens from themselves. Now, it's unlikely you're listening to the show if you're not already a little attuned to my style and how I throw things out there. You know, you could say I'm very much red-pilled, but that's just a label. Orange pill, black pill, orange pill. Red pill, blue pill. Well, blue pill, definitely not. <laughs> but I'm an iconoclastic thinker. I challenge literally everything. Every single possible thing that a politician or someone on the mainstream media or some talking head or some celebrity, everything that they say is run through this filter of publicity, image curation, right? Agenda, what you're allowed to say, not, not allowed to say. It, basically incentives that makes it so that what you're getting is not truth. You're not getting the truth. Simple as that. That's why we need to question everything. And it's no accident that in the last 12 years, we had this emergent, amazing thing called Bitcoin that has come to be. Right around the money has been getting away from them. More and more bank collapses and bailouts. It's going to happen at an even faster clip moving to the future. And the internet has brought the ability to share information, all information, no matter how much they try to censor it. You can still share information at the speed of light. They can't prevent it. They can't put it back in the box. They can only try to mitigate it and attack it to the best of their ability. Uh, but that's going to fail, right? They actually make it stronger the more they attack it because they bring awareness to the very thing. But that's why now they've realized that they can attack it. So what they have to do is they have to create these big things that the whole world can latch onto, this hysteria, which that's exactly what COVID is. And then soon it will be, I promise you, it will be, because we already see the, the underpinnings of this, and this is already happening. It's going to be climate. That's going to be the next thing. They are going to use climate or they're going to attempt to. I don't know how successful they're going to be, you know, because humans are still selfish creatures and we may care about the environment, but we're not giving up our AC and our comfy beds and our internet access and our iPhones and whatever. It's just not going to happen. But they're going to try to use climate to make the next big scare. They're going to say, we have five years to do something or it's too late, blah, blah, blah. They've been saying that crap for 30 years, 40 years. You know, we're going to run out of oil in 10 years. We better go green or the world's going to end. Now we have more oil than ever. And actually it's the cleanest it's ever been. The production of oil and coal and things like this, a lot of cases they're cleaner than green technology like solar, wind, and all these other things that are quite literally not profitable in the marketplace because, because they're not profitable. So they live on government subsidies, meaning government gives them money and that's how they make money. Now, if you want to see a problem with this, look at the food industry in America. The food industry is based on fake processed foods, okay? That has resulted in obesity. It has resulted in big pharma and their drugs to try to tackle the problems of obesity. And it's the result of governments subsidizing farmers to grow corn, wheat, and soy 
Most of this originated after World War II because we thought there was going to be a food crisis. And so governments came in and basically manipulated the market so that farmers lose money on their crop. They'll grow massive amounts of soybean, oil, wheat, things that are actually really, really bad for the environment, corn too, that destroy the environment, that are grown with fossil fuels. And then those are sent to a factory to produce toxic foods, (laughs) all because the government intervenes in a free market and completely warps the incentive structure, removes the free market choice from private individuals that would result in not the processed food revolution we had. I mean, it wouldn't look like this. We'd have some of it, but it wouldn't be as big and ubiquitous as it is. The Green Revolution is going to be the next example of this. It's going to be the typical thing where the narrative is around, this is better, wind is better, solar is better, blah, blah, blah. And let's completely ignore the manufacture of these products, the shipping of these products, the mining of the raw materials for these products, all of which require fossil fuels, and then the half-life of these products. Then there's no way to recycle or destroy these things. So you have these landfills with these massive wind turbines that could be used for nothing that are becoming an environmental hazard. None of that stuff gets mentioned. It's just about green and ESG compliance and better for the environment and blah, freaking blah. Now, today's topic is two types of people in the world, but I got to give you a dose of Colin. Because if you're new here, you may not have had a dose, so maybe you're not uh, prepared for what's coming, or maybe you don't belong here. But, you know, I don't know if that's really the case, because I want you to be here. In fact, the irony is, if you don't belong here, this is exactly where you should be, because I'm going to challenge you, and I'm going to get you thinking for yourself, which is ultimately what all humans should do, especially in the world today. So the Better Human Podcast is about helping you become a better human, right? That might mean you have to think differently. You have to challenge whether you should take a certain vaccine treatment or not, or gene therapy treatment, whether you should take your health in your own hands or outsource it to doctors and other people that have not your best interest in mind. And that there's a massive profit motive and blah, blah, blah. Right. And if you even don't do any of that, at least you will maybe hopefully become aware of one thing or another that will lead to you taking better actions in your life as a result of asking better questions and taking the responsibility that's needed in the agency to make yourself better. Because nobody outside of you is responsible for you. Even though nanny government and politicians and mainstream media will try to pretend that they're responsible for you, they don't give a shit about you. They give a shit about their money, their power, their influence, their control. That's it. This is the reality. The sooner you accept that, the sooner you get to finding truth and being able to seek it on your own. And that actually ties perfectly into today's topic. There are two types of people in the world, right? Those that let someone else manage them. Bosses, kids, partners, family, government. I really forgot to add some notes here. Uh, Government, mainstream media, their their community, uh, their culture, history, ancestry. This is through analogy. This is other people do it or say it. Therefore, I do it and say it. Therefore, it must be right. The second person where I put myself in this category and I have a bias. I think it's better. You don't think it's better, but you should at least try to learn from this category of person if you can so that it's then your choice so that you then make the choice of what's better, what's not. Okay. So those that manage themselves, the go-getters, the hustlers, the entrepreneurs, the curious individuals, the makers, tinkers, builders, thinkers. These individuals in a world where there's unlimited opportunity You can literally go on the internet and write some words, you know, and become famous or build a business or whatever. You can literally send an email to a business and say, I'll edit your videos for you or I'll write for you or whatever. And you can pave your own way. You can create your own prosperity. It is the ultimate expression of the free market and 
the perfect example, the epitome of why free markets create prosperity and freedom for all of humanity. Because it comes back to the individual having the right to do it, having the opportunity to do it. Not all will take advantage of it, but some will. And those select individuals move humanity forward. They are the capital allocators that result in more technology, innovation, higher standard of living, deflation, which is good because prices come down so that your purchasing power goes further. These are all ways in which humanity and culture evolves. And what it does is it brings more people out of poverty. It brings more equality and fairness to all, regardless of creed, religion, sex, color, this, that, whatever. And it is the perfect example of the free market. That is what brings freedom and prosperity to humanity. So back to the point of two people and maybe which one you want to fall into and which one you want to build a life around or upon or try to get closer to that end of the spectrum. That's what we're trying to do here, okay? So you have people that do things because the people around them do them or they grew up that way or whatever. And then you have people that kind of question everything. You don't have to really do that. You don't have to become a skeptic, but it tends to help you. The skeptics, the questioners, those that try to actually think for themselves, which I, I mean, it's actually amazing how few people think for themselves. It really is mind boggling. I don't really want to go down the rabbit hole, but most people, what they do is they look at somebody that has success or fame or whatever, and then they look up to that person and they use that as a proxy for thinking for themselves. So like, okay, if this person says it, it must be right or true or whatever. The reality is, you know, the most successful people on the planet might've been really good at one or two things or even gotten lucky and then just went at it doggedly. And they might be completely blind spotted in a thousand ways, right? Humans are fallible creatures. And I've been in a room with millionaires and billionaires and really famous people. And they're just people. They're literally just people. And when you realize that and you see that and you see their flaws and you see how they sometimes stutter their words and they're not fully polished and they don't have the answers or they even say dumb or incorrect things, you realize that it's all a facade. It's all just a branding facade. There is nobody, no matter how much fame, success or whatever, or how intelligent they are, that knows everything and that will be forever 100% correct and that will ever be infallible. No human is completely infallible. Sometimes it's not obvious what you may be. Maybe you're a builder or a maker, but that's only because somebody else is telling you to. You have a boss or you have a professor or you know your spouse puts pressure on you to do something and you're kind of doing it you know, either begrudgingly, right? Or you're doing it through somebody else's will And maybe you enjoy doing it, but it's not really your idea and it's not really kind of coming from internal deep down as your decision. Or maybe you're just doing it for money and therefore like the money is what you want, but the thing you're doing is just to get money. And it's not a true manifestation of the amazing power of the human intellect and the human imagination, right? That's really kind of what I'm going for for the second group. They're those that take in information from their environment, learning, reading books, podcasts, whatever. They ask questions. And they still try to dig down deep into finding truth and finding their truth, finding their meaning, their purpose. Now, I do have here that you want to try to be in the second group, but at least, no matter how deep you go with it, at least from a perspective of you want to manage your life and you want to build your life from your own volition, your own decision, rather than letting someone else build your life for you, rather than defaulting to whatever the status quo is or what, like go to college, get a job, become a lawyer, doctor, engineer. If you become a lawyer, doctor, engineer, it's because you want to. It's because you thought long and hard about the pros and cons and you're doing it for you. 
You're not doing it to fulfill some vicarious desire from your parents or to like get status so you can feel good about yourself or compare to someone else or compete competition in an unhealthy way or because you think all this money is going to like make you happy or whatever. You're doing it because you want to do it and you've really understood uh, the cost benefit. And hopefully throughout that process, when you're studying, when you're going to school, when you're going into debt, and maybe even when you get a job, you're also becoming aware or staying aware. You're also staying aware of whether you're actually enjoying it or not. Because if you're not, then you quit and do something else. Now, the reality is there are very few individuals that truly manage themselves and that truly from the inner depths of their soul decide things for themselves and question everything, assimilate data, then take that data and do what Bruce Lee suggested. Learn from everybody or you know, consume everything, then discard what is useless and then add what is uniquely your own. I need to get that quote exactly because I do cite a lot. Now, there's obviously phases to the evolution here. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and just like think for yourself completely and do everything for yourself. And maybe you have a lot of gunk you have to unlearn and let go. You know, maybe you're following certain paths that originally felt good, sounded good. But then you realize as you think about it more, it's actually for somebody else. And so now you have to course correct or maybe you have to do damage control or maybe you just need to complete complete or maybe you just need to quit completely cold turkey. I don't know where you are in that spectrum. It's hard to say where you're at on the spectrum and what's going. It's hard to say where you're at on that spectrum and what it's going to take to kind of course correct. What I have found though is the deeper you go into your meaning and your truth and you really ask those questions and find what do you really want? Who are you really? When you uncover, like unpolish, like mine out those first principles of you, the person, and you stick to those and you really, really, really stick to them regardless of how inconvenient they are because they will be inconvenient. They might be inconvenient in your relationship. They might be inconvenient with your friends and your family and your social group or where you're living, whatever. They're going to be inconvenient. But if you keep coming back to them and you keep kind of running it through a logic framework in your mind and you tell yourself, this is who I am. I know this about myself. So if I do this thing or if I keep pretending, eventually it's going to come out. So why continue on this path because I'm just afraid to tear the bandaid off or afraid to tell that person or people or whatever that I'm not going to do this or I don't want to do that or whatever. The longer you try to just, you know, let it go or like manage it or mitigate it, the worse it's going to be later on and the harder it's going to be. Well, Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. He says change happens in an instant. It's just people take, you know, years to get to that point where they're finally ready to make that change. When you make the decision, everything is clear and obvious. And most of what we struggle with is not coming to that decision, not having clarity on exactly what we want to do, right? We kind of weigh the pros and cons. We get afraid of this and that. And, you know, our ego and our bias keep us not sure. But when you get through that, when you do the deep investigative work that's needed to identify your deep inner principles of who you are as a person and how you're going to live your life. It's like learning something, a truth that you can't unlearn. Like when you discover that one plus one equals two, you cannot ever, ever make one plus one equal three. You got to get to your inner principles and then you have to, you have to defend them. You have to defend them to yourself. And once you can defend them for yourself, that's how you start defending them to the world. And yeah, in some cases, you will have to defend yourself to the world. That depends very much on your personality. Now, I've observed a lot of people 
over the years that aren't very good at doing this because for whatever reason, it's just their personality. I am a type that I just straight up tell people I don't beat around the bush. I can be harsh at times. Not everybody can handle my flavor of tea and personality, and that's fine. I've learned to mitigate depending on the social situation here and there, but I'm ruthless with who I am. And if something comes at me and I feel like it's wrong, I don't care who's fucking around me. I'm going to tell that person. I don't care if it's president of the freaking United States sitting in front of me and he says something stupid. I mean, ideally, I'd like to think I would tell him that I disagree with him or whatever. But, you know, it's hard to say. But generally, like in most instances, I'm not self-censoring. I'm not trying to like analyze what this person may or may not think and look whatever. I'm aiming to be not perfect with this. None of us are, but I'm aiming to be 100% my true self based on my principles that I have long ago identified and that I'm doing my best every single day to live by. And I want you to do that as well. I, I wish that for you. I hope that for you. But as it goes with anything on The Better Human Show, these are never easy step-by-step checklists or, you know, you can't just like wake up one afternoon and that's it. You can definitely decide. Like if you want to decide to live truly for yourself, you make that decision. Then that is that foundation. That's that rock that you have to stand on for everything moving forward. When you make that decision, then you got to do all the hard work of getting the rest of your life in order and getting your fear and your bias and all these other things controlled so that you can stay true to that principle, that purpose of who you really are. This is definitely a bigger topic that I probably should expand on. So let's just think of this as an intro. You want to be that second type of person that lives truly from inside of who you are, those identified principles, and then you do everything you can to reinforce those in your everyday life. That's going to be it for today's show. Support the show by checking out one of our favorite brands here. And a good friend of mine runs this, Barton Scott, upgradedformulas.com. So I take the upgraded magnesium and potassium as well as the boron and iodine. I love that. It's my daily stack. I did the hair test, got those results back, saw that I had a lot of mag- uh, potassium. I needed magnesium as well. I had high mercury. And there was a couple other things with like the heavy metals and, and the load and things that Barton needed to basically explain to me what my strategy was for combating them. But it was a kind of a liberating thing where... I actually saw what was going on in my body. So I highly recommend the hair test and then getting like a baseline uh, magnesium, iodine, maybe like a boron because these are things that are all deficient in most people. And then once you get your test back, you optimize for like, wow, I definitely need a lot more of this or wow, I need more sodium or wow, my potassium is high because that means that my body is holding on to it. So I actually paradoxically need more potassium. Really fascinating. And we got a special for the show, 50% off. If you go to upgradedformulas.com, use code BETTERHUMAN over at UpgradedFormulas.com for 15% off your entire order. I recommend the test, and at the very least, get the stack and the iodine and the magnesium and make that a daily routine. You won't regret it. That's it for today. Get on the Better Human Newsletter over at Colin.coach, and I'll see you in the next one.